All right, and welcome once again to Casual Nonsense. As always, I am your host, Mark. I will consider it a personal favor if you get at least one other person to listen to this episode today. Uh, Let's share the love. And while you're at it, be sure to follow us on your platform of choice so that all new episodes will come directly to you. So today I was joined by Chris D'Amico on this episode, and we talk a bit about his journey of self-discovery and what he has done to follow his passion. If you are able to spend even 10 minutes with this guy, you'll see that positive vibes just radiate around him. It would be really a shame for anyone to miss this episode. So we had a great motivating conversation, and I know that you're going to enjoy it. All right. Well, I'm here with Chris D'Amico today. Chris, what's up, dude? How's it going, Mark? Oh, it's going good, man. It's going good. Listen, before we get started, you know Pete. Pete was supposed to join us today. I think he's bungee jumping, so good luck, Pete. Stay safe. Hope you Hope you make it. So, Chris, man, uh, we've known each other a minute now, right? So we used to work together at a certain corporate location, right? Right. Uh, so you were in sales for a while, but let's let's back that up. What's up with you now? Are you, uh, what are you doing with yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I guess we'll start off on the personal side. Uh, family-wise, I have uh, now a 17-year-old stepson. Dang, um, okay. Can't even remember what grade he was in back in the day. <laughs> High school uh, at someone out, probably high school somewhere. High school. Right? Yeah. Um, we have um, a six and a half year old daughter who was a couple of months old when we worked at that company. Wow. So now she's a rising first grader. So I see pictures of you with her all the time, and you guys are, uh, she looks like she's always got you doing something crazy. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. What kind of things does she make you do as, as all? six-year-old girls should do to their dads. That's right. That's right. Well, I know you have, uh, and I'm following in some big footsteps with uh, following Kira and Stacy, but I remember listening to the podcast with nine-year-old Kira. Yep. Um, and uh, so Callie Mae is six and a half, and we do everything. She loves art. She loves to create things. Um, she loves to, she loves people. Um, she's the kind of kid, if you're walking around or biking, she sees somebody I don't know, 500 feet going the other way. And she says, daddy, can we go say hi? (laughs) So she's just a real fun kid who's really social. That could be trouble though, you know. Hey, daddy, they down the line. Ice cream and puppies in that van. Absolutely. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. That's cool, man. So yeah, I I, I see a lot of the stuff you guys do in there. Um, I can certainly relate to the, I want to air quote some artistic side of a a six-year-old. So uh, I can only imagine how much artwork you have in your house, which is great. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. You're not from North Carolina. I'm not. No, I've been here. Although, how long do you have to live in North Carolina to say you're from North Carolina? I think I think all your life. All your life? Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, sure. I feel like the percentage changes regularly, but what is it? Probably less than 10% yeah, of actually, people that from live here. here are from here. Yeah. So no, I, I've been here since 2007, but grew up originally in Richmond, Virginia. I'm surprised. You know what? I moved here in 06, so I didn't realize I was here longer than you. Yeah, you got yeah. me by a year. See, you seem more like a Southerner to me than I seem like to me. I am. Yeah. I am. And we <laughs> talked about this. So I kind of straddle the line because I grew up in Richmond, but I was born in California. Yeah. Uh, but my parents are from uh, up north. So I know, I know you have some Boston ties. So is that where they're from? Yeah, my dad grew up in uh, Syracuse. And my mom, yeah, New Yorker. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've had some New Yorkers on here. I, you know, as long as he's not too much of a diehard Yankee fan, I mean, you can't get worse than Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Tim. Poor Tim. Love you, buddy. (laughs) 
so they're from they're from up north. So you have yeah. that northern. I don't want to say attitude, but I can say that because yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, right. So it's not an insult when I say it. It's a, it's a it's a character trait, not a flaw. right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm Italian and Irish. Oh, so, so I have a temper. I have an attitude. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and you like to drink. You know? That's it. That's exactly right. Yeah. No, I, I, I like to think I get along with a lot of different personalities. I mean, the nice thing about living in North Carolina, as you know, is there's so many transplants. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think, too, uh, you know, mentioning you and I have known each other for a couple of years. You get to a certain age and you just start to settle into who you are. Yeah. You start to feel comfortable with yourself. And uh, I think that's probably the biggest thing. And, you know, I've seen you with Kira as well is biggest thing about having a daughter that's been so helpful for me is just kind of calming down, um, settling into being kind, treating people the way I'd want to be treated and just really wanting to be that role model and that person that she can look at and be proud to call her dad. Well, you you just kind of touch upon it. I was going to say it's good because you they're watching you. And once you realize that they're watching you, you say, oh, it's not just about what you tell them. It's about what they see. So, yeah, when you like, well, right. what kind of example do you want to set for for her as she gets older? And yeah. the other part of that was being down here when you have a lot of different – the transplants, right? You get right. them all different, you know, all over the country or whatnot here. You know, it really – it's become – for me, I've, you get this little eclectic personality a little bit. You know, I mean, there's always the roots Like you have the, the northern attitude that it's it's hard to put that away. Sometimes it comes out when, when you least want it to really, but it's it's there. But then you have that southern hospitality that kicks in. Yeah. You know? uh, true story. When I moved down here, we were we were looking we moved out. We, we came down for a weekend to look at houses. Right. So we were hanging out with a real estate agent. She was showing us around like a previous company I worked for send us down here for the weekend, right? So we're we pull into the parking lot at this uh, steakhouse and you know one of my one of my kids was in a car seat, right? So I turn around, I'm getting the car seat and I'm walking across the parking lot and there's a gentleman coming out of the restaurant and he's standing there holding the door. Right. And you know, so I'm walking in and I'm I'm looking at him side eyed like, you know, what the heck's this guy's problem? Right. And he's like, hey, how y'all doing? Right. And I'm I'm still like, what? Right, because because that's not what people in New England would do. Right, they're not right. holding the door from across the parking lot. They're like, "Oh, sorry, missed you. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Get you next time, pal." You know. So right then and there, right from the moment I came in into this state, I was like, "You know what? This is good." Like, and and I didn't think of it. I say right then and there, like I didn't change my mind then. But that story resonates with me a little bit because, like, you want to pay that forward as you go through. So that's one thing I've learned being down here is you pay some of those things forward, and it's pretty cool because it does rub off on other people. And I think especially when you like to circle all the way back to what we're talking about with your kid, right. Or kids in, in, right. in this case. Right. So you just want them to, you want them to see that and you want them to be good people as they grow. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing you nailed it. Right. Like we're all busy. We all got a lot of things going on. I think one of the things that's really changed for me in a positive direction, the thing I really appreciate about you is you were always there. And part of it was your job title. And what you did, they, they paid me to be there right for you, Chris. And what you do, but you're also just somebody that was like, you know, somebody that was fixing something at all times. And it was just a very fast pace. And I think we came into that company very early. Um, and then I think as things evolved, um, those things might have slowed down a little bit. But one of the things I really appreciate too about being a little bit older, I'm now into my 40s is you settle in a little bit, you get to know yourself, you feel a little bit more confident with who you are, and it's less about who you're not and more about who you are and who you're becoming. 
And I'm so glad that I have a six-year-old at this point in time. And not when you at a younger And self. not at a different time, yeah. not at a different stage, because it was. It was hustle and bustle. And this time doesn't last that long. She'll be out of high school in my early 50s. And it's like, I have this, you know, the next 10 years to really spend a lot of time with her, um, as you know, with your kids, um, and really just be there for them. And that's, that's really what they're looking for. They're looking yeah. for your time and your presence. And so that's one of the things I'm trying to really focus on is just being present with who I'm with, who I'm speaking with, who I'm connecting with, and make sure they know that, you know, I care, I'm there for them, and my mind's not elsewhere. I, I think that's well said, and welcome to the 40 Club. Yeah, thank way. you. Thank you. <laughs> I've been a member for a couple, couple years. A couple years now, yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing for uh, what are you doing for work these days? Are you doing anything exciting? Yeah, so I find myself now actually working for uh, right up the road from where I live. Um, I actually work uh, for the community that I go to church. Okay. Um, you can name drop them if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. So I work for the Catholic community of St. Francis of Assisi. Okay. And there's a school affiliated with the church. And I've been a parishioner for about 12, 13 years now. TFS, right? TFS, yeah. yep. The Franciscan school. Right up the road here. And uh, yeah, what's nice about it is, um, so from when you and I knew each other, I had been in sales for most of my life. And I think like a lot of people, um, COVID kind of gave me a little bit of time to pause. Um, I kind of did a little bit of a hard reset. And I realized, I don't know necessarily if I enjoy selling things as much as I like ideas and people. And so now I find myself as the engagement and development director, which means I'm a That's your title? That's my title. I'm a okay. I'm a I'm a part time party planner. <laughs> I'm a part time <laughs> fundraiser. Sounds like you got a better job. Uh yeah. It's definitely who I am. It's probably who I've always been. Um, but just uh one of the things that I really appreciate with uh where you and I met is we connected with so many different uh, folks in in the business. Yeah. So, so many different departments. And at a small entity like I am, that's the same and you know, kind of the, the glue guy, if you will. But no two days are the same. Um, it's a lot of fun and, uh, you know, something always needs to be done, so. Yeah, that, that sounds like you should be in IT. That's, yeah. that's, <laughs> you just described my job to a T right there. I'll take your card. Glue, always something to be done. <laughs> no two days the same, yep. That's, All right, we'll talk offline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we may be hiring soon. So That's great. We'll get a spot. Perfect. Nice. You you told me before that you you have a, uh, a broadcast journalist degree. Is that what you went to school for? I do. I do. So, uh, excuse my ignorance yeah. about this. Is yeah. that more writing or is that like a video? Like what 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 was your intention when you went to school for that? Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that. So probably like a lot of <laughs> See us, how you're not using that degree now. I th- that's it. That's it. Well, my my one tie to that now is uh, we have a weekly bulletin that comes out that informs all fifteen thousand of the registered parishioners, and I write a weekly column. Um, cool. So it's called Ask Chris, and it's kind of just you know the musings of what's going on in the community what I'm experiencing, what I'm hearing while I'm out and about. But yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I am in the 40s, as you mentioned. So graduating uh, college in the early 2000s, we're still at VHS tapes. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, yeah, back in that time, I was writing. I was actually in radio as well. Um, and then I worked for um, a TV station as well. Um, so I did all three things, but I kind of probably most naturally gravitate towards writing. 
So you were you were in the radio, like you were a radio DJ, and then on what were you on TV? Like a newscaster or something? I was a new newscaster. I was oh, the that guy. Was like a yeah, I didn't know that no, one. I was a newscaster. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. I worked for a. Um, I, I went to a small college in Southwest Virginia. And um, I worked for a news station. Again, this is back in the day when there's only a couple of stations, not nearly as much right. uh, as there is now. And, um, you know, just like your six o'clock news and, you know, throw it to you, Chris. And, you know, oh, there's a fire bill and da, 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 and, you know, whatever it was. But it was a great learning experience. It was a lot of fun. But um, radio was really exciting. Theater of the mind. Um, I had a sports show. A um, couple of guys and I, you know, just kind of joked around and did some different things, did some skits, you know, kind of like Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. Um, and then also uh, I did some music. So I'm not going to do it for you, but I had kind of a smooth jazz voice. Smooth jazz. And, uh, okay. Yeah, just just do different things. And then uh, I wrote for the school newspaper and ended up being the assistant editor over time. So just a lot of different experiences. Well, like I mean, that's no two days are the same. Right. That seems to be the theme. So then you went into so you went you you went into sales and then now you're not in sales. What what drives someone into sales? Uh, money driven, would you say? Yeah, I think a lot of people. I can't speak for everybody, but I think you, you ask a lot of people why they get into sales. I don't think anybody grows up wanting to be in sales. Mm-hmm. I mean, now it's a little bit different. You can actually go to school to major in sales. Um, so I've heard. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> it's a little bit different, but I think when people think oh, you're really good with people or you're really good talking with people, the natural gravitation at that point in time, again, 20 years ago was, oh, you'd be good in sales. Um, Obviously, as somebody young too, uh, I don't know about you, but I discovered a credit card a little bit earlier than I probably should have. (laughs) Just one? (laughs) Just one. Right, exactly. (laughs) I was was a victim of the department store credit cards. Uh, I'm like, I can buy this now, save 20%, and I pay never. Right. Yeah. Well, they get you. The schools immediately, they have all the tables set out right in the quad. So immediately they know well, this who they need. Well, there's laws against now, I think, right? Oh, so that's different now. I, okay. I, I was watching some- You're probably right. I think it was a documentary on uh, Facebook where they're not allowed, like they can't advertise at schools, but they're limited on how they can rope you in. So they can't just send you a card for anyone to activate and then use it. Like you have to, I won't pretend I know everything about it, but there's a document, document- Documentary, doc- documentary. Yeah, yeah you're good. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I you're can good. Speak really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I watched it on Netflix. I think it's called like Money or Dirty Money or something like that. There's a couple different episodes. Yeah. Um. So have to look look that up if you can. And there was one on credit cards, which I I found very fascinating. And I'm not a documentary watcher, right? But this one I, I couldn't turn away. And there was three or four episodes of just some cool stuff. So, um. All right. So you're no longer you're no longer in this world. Now you're essentially an event director. Yeah. For the local church, right? Yeah. I don't want to trivialize your, sure. your life in a, in yeah, a sense, yeah. right? So we talked before offline about just, you know, leaving like a sales type job where you have upside, like a monetary upside, mm-hmm. right? So you say, you know, you're, if you're selling stuff, I mean, you, there's really no cap to what you can, what you can earn, like your earning right. potential is there. So, so for you to switch and say, you know what? And you kind of said it earlier where it's the time that you like to have, like with your daughter or whatnot. So that kind of tells me that you put, Time before money, you know, because that's more precious to you. So now your job now, you, I assume a nine to five ish type situation, but you're home with her. I mean, you're, you're spending all this time with her, which is awesome. What kind of mindset does that change for you when you're like, you know what, like when you made that switch, was it strictly because of COVID and you just didn't have a job and needed something or did you make the 
decision to say, you know what, I'm done with this. This is my focus now. I actually was one of those weird individuals that left a company at the very beginning of COVID and it wasn't due to a layoff. Um, you left by choice. I left by choice. Good. And I actually left after I made the most amount of money I'd ever made. And I realized that I just was not happy. And so I did something that I actually still do today. Uh, we talk about uh, you know side hustles. I deliver food. I do Uber Eats. Nice. Um, I started doing that in early 2020. I've done almost 6,000 deliveries up till now. Have you ever delivered to my house? I possibly I have. <laughs> I got teenagers. Was it, what kind of tip was it? <laughs> I can identify you. Um, but I think part of it too was like the difference between and, – and during that time too, I was – um, so I had some money in the bank. Um, there were a couple of things that happened personally where I was able to um, kind of discern a little bit more about what I wanted to do. Um, but I was also thinking along the lines of the difference between greatness and success. And sales is quota to quota, um, year to year, sometimes quarter to quarter. And for me, I've always done whatever it is I needed to do. But COVID stopped me because it wasn't just what the world was going through, but I recognized I was burnt out and I had just kind of hit a wall. Mental health wise, I was not in a good spot. Okay. Um, I started seeing a therapist and, you know, just having some different conversations. And I started just, I don't know, being a little bit more open, a little bit more vulnerable. I know you had a previous episode where, you know, you interviewed your wife and, and, and daughter and were, you know, Stacy mentioned up in the estrogen levels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any estrogen levels, but I can say that, uh, yeah, I'm a lot more of a compassionate individual. Good. I'm a lot more relatable. And I think a lot of that was I needed a little bit of a reset. And so I am fortunate and I recognize that where I was able to make that decision and I wasn't impacted financially. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. Uh, and at the same point, I recognize being in my early 40s, I couldn't sustain the pace that I was going. And I was going nowhere fast. Yeah. And so the opportunity with the church really opened itself up. Um, but also, I'd just been very attracted in my off time uh, with the company you and I worked at and other companies where I was constantly volunteering. And I was constantly – At the church? Like not you, just at the church, just in general, at nonprofits. Okay. Um, so the idea that I was spending so much of my time and or money that I was making from these jobs into uh, spending that time and money off the clock uh, where you know I was you know learning and growing how to be a more compassionate uh, individual, found myself at my first church and nonprofit job – but I think going circling back, you know, the difference for me specifically in greatness versus success okay. and the legacy that I want to leave for my daughter that can't be measured solely on a resume. And then in addition, you know, the impact and the mission um, that I both have for myself as well as my family as, you know, the head of our household versus just a paycheck. And so, yeah, it's been a it's only been a year or so. When you're in sales, you it's I don't want to say it's kind of like riding a bike, but some of the things that you learn, the processes, 
once you're able to sell, you can you know continue to do that. You take so that any, any job. You can take that anywhere. Yeah. So it's 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 certainly not something that um, uh, I'm ruling out. But I, I love the fact that now I am known in a community also as Mister Chris, <laughs> where uh, you know I had the opportunity recently to go on a field trip with some eighth graders. Um, I read books to you know the preschoolers, and I can get at their level. Um, I'm not wearing business suits every day. I'm wearing, you know, flip flops. I was actually going to mention that because right. I, the last time, like, we saw each other, it was you with I dressed for success com- every day. Completely different person, yep. and even the way that I sound and that I talk to you, because we've talked a couple of times offline over the years, and really value your friendship, and have seen you multiple times. Uh, you know, living not too far away, but recognizing that you're taking something off both literally and physically when you go to a certain job and then you just kind of remove that during that portion of the day and then you become someone else. And then once you're done with that, you kind of take off that cape and put on another one. So at this point in time, and maybe it's also, um, you know, along the lines with, uh, you know, being in my forties, but it's a, uh, if I take a job that makes a little bit less uh, money, it's a maybe a better version of a midlife crisis than buying a motorcycle well, at this you know, point in time. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was going to say how much of that was midlife crisis versus maturity. You know, when you talk about greatness versus success. Yeah. You know, when if you first say the word success, you think you know success. How much money can you make? Why is that possible? That's that's how you measure that. And then sales, that's probably the answer. But I don't think that's the only answer you're successful without having to make more money than everybody else that's around you. And that is kind of the same level as greatness as well, because ask your daughter what she thinks greatness is. You know what I mean? It's not, Oh, you made the president's club or you, you know, you were number one three years in a row, whatever you think she cares about that. Right. Not at all. Yeah. And to that point, Mark, I think so much of us, so many of us, and I know you and I have talked about, you know, being a dad and how important that is to us. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, more than just uh, our identity, it's 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 who we are. It's not a badge of honor we wear. It's just part of our makeup. Um, but a lot of guys spend so much time trying to find themselves. Yeah. And I think, in addition to you know the impact and the mission and greatness versus success, uh, the idea for me is you're of a certain age. You got enough experiences. You have some ideas of what you enjoy doing and what you're good at. Go create it. And COVID was that reset. And that's what's so cool about you and your podcast and what you're doing is you could see all these things and the conversations we would have offline or just what you do and who you naturally are. And you're one of the most easily affable guys, likable guys, where you just connect, you can talk about anything. Why wouldn't you have a podcast? Well, I I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. I mean, there's a couple reasons why, why I started this. But, you know, the hardest part is like anything else. Like you mentioned, you know, oh, it's like riding a bike. This isn't like riding a bike at all. This was a scary experience. When you first started being uh, like on the radio or <clears throat> on TV, that first time you get out there and you're in front of the camera or microphone, it's a challenge, you know, because you're – for someone like me, I, I was – I almost feel a little – I hate to use the term like imposter syndrome at this point, but that's kind of what it is like because, you know, like like you say some nice things about me and I appreciate that this is fun for me and I didn't expect to be, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did as much as I do, I should say. So, so yeah, being here doing this is, uh, it's pretty cool. I think that you mentioned how, when you hit around 40 in that, in that range, right. right when you made your switch, 
I think that's when I made a career switch into the IT field. And I think that's mm. when I really started hitting my stride for like who I was. Like you said, like yep. it's, you hit that level at a mature age and you say, oh, okay, this is the person that I want to be. So fortunately for you, you have a six-year-old and you decided, you no, know, it came later when you already figured that out. Right. Fortunately for me, I have a wife that was already a good mom. Mm. When I was still figuring my shit out, <laughs> you know, she was already doing a good job. So right. I got to catch up to her in that sense. So I'm very fortunate fortunate uh, in that sense but yeah and you know i think also to that point you know there's no substitute also for for the grind and for hard work i know you've shared a little bit about your background and some things you have to do, you've done and there is uh plenty of uh you know wrinkles and crow's feet here on this face for a reason <laughs> in addition to being in my 40s i mean there's been some you know years upon years of just putting in the work and doing what you what you have to do per the situation and so it is it it's an opportunity but it's also a privilege to be able to do that um, but so many people who just have not hit their stride or don't even know what it is they enjoy doing yeah. or what it is they would like to do and specifically because they're fearful and maybe they're fearful of they don't know if they're going to do a good job or maybe they're fear, fearful of failure. I heard an interesting um, maybe different definition of how to look at failure as a fun and interesting learning experience. And that has stuck with me the yeah. past three or four years to where my brand, if you will, um, or what is most important to me at this stage of my life and moving forward is relationships. You know, when we work together and it sounds like we had not worked together that long prior to you actually getting in IT, but I never thought about when I was going to call you, is there somebody better in, in the department IT wise <laughs> that might be able to help me? How long has Mark been doing it? How experienced he is? No, it's just the kind of guy you are. Well, if Tim's listening, uh, Tim would volunteer and say he would be the one that you should be called. Of course, Tim and, and, and Chad, right? Yeah, Tim right. and Chad, right. right. No, but it's just, it's the person you are. And I, I truly believe, and, and COVID has continued to cement this, that there's so many things, and you're a shining example of this with the podcast. Um, it, it takes courage. It takes failure, but spun in a different way where it's fun, you're learning, you're trying different things. You have a good job. Uh, you have a supportive wife. You have this infrastructure around you that allows you to play around and do some different things. Um, but also, there's no substitute for hard work. And I think at some point, sometimes, you know, you make some choices in life. And uh, for me, it was, if not now, when? And you can always jump back in line, whether it's making a little bit less money and taking a new career path or, you know, venturing out to be an entrepreneur um, and then going back to, to what you did before, especially when you have both the hard work um, and the relationships. Well, I, I, like, I like what you said there. Like, if not now, when? And I think that's something that I think a lot of people don't do things that maybe they want to try or that they love doing because it's out of the comfort zone. And I think you could apply that over a lot of things, but if you work a, a nine to five job and you're not, it's not what you envision doing all your life and you say, oh, I really want to open a food truck or I want to, I want to open a bakery or, or whatever the case is, right? What's it take to do that? I think the biggest fear is for people besides the fear of failing and, and maybe the money that it takes, depending what your, what your goal is, right? But there's ways around that. There's, there's ways to move your, your dream forward one way or the other. And 
you know, I didn't have a dream a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, I want to do a podcast. It's going to be great. You know, it just kind of fell upon it and here we are. But but make no mistake, it's, it is a lot of work. You right. know, like you can make it no work and you can just do it. But if you want something quality, it's a lot of work. For me, what I try to instill like in my kids is if something's worth doing, well, then do it right. Right. And that, right. And that goes with job. It goes with family. It goes with side hustles. Right. Anything you want to do, like why half-ass it? Like that doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't care if you're playing a video game. Play a video game? Well, then play it to win. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's right. You know what I mean? Like, And you got to enjoy yourself. You know, And right. that's the thing. If, you, if you're doing something in life that you enjoy doing, then it's not work at all. Because you're, you're working technically and you're hustling and you're doing your thing. But it doesn't feel like work because you're doing something that, that you want to do. Whether that's podcasting, so any, any kind of side. There's a lot of side hustles out there, right? But any of those types of situations. Maybe you want to be a writer. Well, if you love writing, then write. Like what's stopping you from doing that? Right. Well, I think along with that too, like one of the things that I'm sharing with my daughter and even my stepson, who's, you know, 17 years old, rising senior, it's going to be off on his own here very shortly, um, hopefully at an area school. But for years, we're regularly told, even as adults and certainly as young kids too, who people think you should be or, you know, who you are versus you know better than anybody who you are. And yet I think so many of us are thinking, well, I don't know exactly what I want to do. So if you don't know exactly what you want to do, that's limiting. You go back to the fear. You go back to the imposter syndrome. You don't necessarily yeah. know. And so then you don't move at all. And so one of the things I really respect about you and, and you know, thinking about what I ended up doing is you start – centering yourself thinking about you know you know maybe doing some different exercises talking to other people yeah you know listening to other people that are doing what you think you might want to do and you know limiting the the the, the immediate risk um, depending on which age group you fall into whether you're a young person or like you and I we're paying bills um, but I'll give you a great example I mentioned and you asked about the the radio and the journalism yeah this past weekend I got to combine um, with a friend of mine, and I did some volunteering for uh, Special Olympics. I haven't volunteered for Special Olympics in probably 15 years, and yet part of my job is to coordinate volunteers. So I volunteer quite regularly, whether it's putting on something or actually doing it, but I'll just do whatever's needed. Yeah. This time – You're not picky. I'm not picky. Well, yeah. this time I fell into something, and one of the folks that was leading it actually said – one of our announcers is not there. Um, would you mind announcing? Perfect. And to them, I just said, okay, great. Internally, I'm thinking, it's on. Yeah. Like, I'm ready, this right? Like, this right this here. is my jam. Yep. And so I turned it into something completely different, right? Like, I was with a friend the night before, and I was, you know, playing the Bulls theme music and going back to the 90s when I first started getting interested in radio and broadcasting and like pretending I'm introducing Michael Jordan right there in Chicago. That's and, awesome. you know, it's these athletes and for them, you know, this is their chance. But uh, I got thrown right into it. I listened to the person who was doing it and it was great, but I realized that's not my flavor. Right. And so <laughs> I was wearing dark glasses and I'm glad I was because I found myself the entire time crying. Because you were happy? I was crying because I was so excited watching these athletes celebrate and feel the emotion of the extra oomph that I gave it. But then also the emotion overtook me because I was combining 
both my love of service for others, but also this thing that I'm good at. That's not what I do. It's who I am. Yeah. It's who I was created to be, regardless of what you believe in. Like we were brought here for a reason. And one of the things I've always liked to do is help and communicate. For two hours, three hours, I got to do that. And as a 42-year-old, I got to act like an 18-year-old. Yeah. And just I felt like I was back on on the college campus as the play-by-play announcer for the school that I went to, whether it was basketball or whether it was swimming. And so it just brought me right back to where I used to be. And now I'm thinking, geez, Chris, you've made almost 6,000 food deliveries. Like, why don't you, you know, connect with a local high school or yeah. a middle school or <laughs> even if they don't pay, right? Like, it's just fun to do. Um, so, yeah, I, I think one of the things that I'm just really passionate about, regardless of what the job is, is really encouraging people to just tap into who you are. Find who, what it is you enjoy doing. Ask people, try some things. Regardless of whatever happens, like just keep going for it. What the worst that can happen is you don't know who you are. Yeah. You simply work or do what's expected of you, regardless if it's for money, even if it's just volunteering. But be able to tap into who you are, what you enjoy doing, what makes you tick. Gosh, if if each of us is able to channel that even for a couple hours a week. Hopefully you hear it in my voice. I see it in your face and, and what you've been doing the last uh you know little while. You know, it's pretty incredible. That's an amazing story, man. Uh, are you going to do more, more of that on the volunteer side with more announcing? Yeah, I hope to. I, I already, um, uh, you know, was in touch with the the person who put the event together um, and asked a couple of questions and uh, shared a couple of things. And now that I have a little bit more of a flexible job as well, I have more opportunities like that. So they're going to come calling for you. Yeah, I may, it it definitely made an impact. Um, but it also reminded me that, uh, gosh, this is this is who you are, and you can be who you are, yeah. be who you are, do what you love, and the money will follow. I think that's well said. I was reading something, or uh, it's probably listened to another podcast, but so someone was asking them, how do you, how do you take what you love and turning into something that you can earn money from? You know, so one of the ways that, and I'm sure there's a, a sales technique for this. I, I don't, I wouldn't know the official term, but. So what they said was say take take five minutes, make a list of everything that you love to do. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, play video games, reading books, I like to dance, it doesn't matter. Make that list for five minutes, list as many things as you can. This list is only for you. And then you put that list away. And then either later the day or the next day or whatever length of time you want to separate, now do a list of spend five minutes of things that you're good at. And again, it could be anything, whether it's something with the school for announcing, whatever. And then you say, Okay, what am I good at? And what do I love to do? You take those two lists and you smash them together. And which ones, which ones come out on top? What are you good at that you love to do that you can combine and somehow create some sort of job or entrepreneurship or solopreneurship, it's called in some cases, right? How do you put that together? You know, I'm just going to spit off the top of my head. So you like to do announcing different things. So you could really, you could do voiceover acting. You could, you could go around into different high schools. Like you said, like these are all options for you to get in there, especially when you bring the certain joy out of you know these these kids or young adults or whatever age group they are, and I I think that's cool because you love it. So how do you you know I know you volunteer for it, but at some point, that's probably something you could probably spin it into even a small paycheck. Sure, right? just you know for your time. I mean everyone you know a little something for the effort. I guess is what sure. it is, right? But 
you're also able to volunteer. Maybe you're helping them raise money so they can pay you some money. I, I don't know how the you know I don't know how the, the system is there, but I think that's really cool, man. I think that's that's something. You know, yeah. I don't think enough people volunteer, myself included. I don't volunteer. And I, you know, you sit here sometimes, oh man, I should really volunteer until it comes down to doing it. And then it's like, oh, you know, I don't I don't know the opportunities. I don't know where I should go or who's I contact about something. Like it's awkward. We talked to uh my nine year old came home and she was talking about uh, they did something at school where they were collecting like toothbrushes and soap and different things for for the homeless. And I'm not sure how they distributed it because they brought it to school and they the school had their own system set up. But she was asking about like homeless shelters and what is that something we can help out with? I mean, she's nine and she's asking about that. I mean, I don't know if she I mean, you see the panhandlers on the street. It's like, oh, where where do they live or what do they do? And it's just amazing what you can do with that. So I'm hoping that motivates me to maybe like I, I don't I want to steer her in that direction so that I don't want to turn off that creativity from her. Right. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I know. I again, I probably drove that off the cliff a little bit with <laughs> the directions that I go in. But like I said, your your story is uplifting, and it just got me thinking of different directions, and I can't control which way that goes. Yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> that that episode with uh, with Stacy and Kira was amazing, and uh, I, I got a little uh, teary when I was hearing. I don't even remember the exact question you you asked her, um, but her answer was help the homeless. Yeah. Um, and I actually started to think about how I would answer that question. And, you know, it was just be kind, you know, just be kind, help smile. There's so much opportunity. Um, I mean, there always was, but I, I, you know, I talked a little bit about mental health earlier. I think one of the things that's really nice into settling into your forties is yes, the stakes are high. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of different things going on, but one of the things also is just reprioritizing my time. I ended up cutting like a lot of different subscriptions. I relocated and moved into a place that was a little bit more conducive to um, what I needed. And so you recognize this life is our life to live, but we need to have a sense of control as much as possible about how we're spending it. And I think too much of us are run the opposite way where we're kind of a hamster and so it's difficult to model for your kids, let alone for yourself. But I think so many of us just kind of, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, switching a job or a career like myself or, uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, just take small steps every day, um, but realize it's going to be okay, right? Yeah. Like we got this, but helping each other, building each other up, relationships, uh, even you and I, you know, just two regular guys spitballing, yeah. right? Like I can see and feel the emotion and we've talked offline, you know, several times, like I want to know how I can help and whether it turns into a paycheck or not, all of those things are helpful. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that goes back to what's your impact? What's your mission? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be known as? I want to be known as a guy that helps and I've always felt that way about you. Um, you're just, again, you're an easy guy to talk to. You're an easy guy to relate to. All right, man, listen, I, I appreciate you uh, coming over today and we got a chance to chit chat. Any uh, closing thoughts or shout outs or anything that we uh, maybe missed today that you want to get to at all? Yeah, no, I really appreciate it, Mark. I um, 
been a fan of your uh, your podcast here from day one. I think I uh, have listened to every single episode. Nice. Um, you're, so the, you're the one. You're I'm the, the one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Stacy, I'm sure there's a couple others. Uh, but no, it's just been really fun. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor to 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 be asked. And um, yeah, I think the big thing here uh, for me is just um, creating. We're all trying to find ourselves, and I I think uh, just giving yourself permission that you can create the life you want. Um, it won't all be at once. It, it it it's not a magic pill. But there are steps that you can take. There are things that you can do. Exercises, the ones that you illustrated. Talk to other people. But I think once you find out what that is, what that sets you alive, you know, life is so much richer. It's I don't want to say it's it's easier, but it's just so much more free. And I'm just really grateful for our relationship. And you meet people years later, or you reconnect years later, and you're yeah. always kind of like, oh, geez. <laughs> You know, what's the relationship like now? Um, and I'm just really grateful that uh, you're the same guy. Uh, you're you're dipping your toe into uh, something different. And uh, by all accounts, you're failing the right way because this has been a fun and interesting learning experience. So very grateful for you. I appreciate that, man. And, uh, you know, thanks for being a avid listener. You know, like I said, that's, that's what it's all about is getting your message out there. <clears throat> you know, so part part of it for me is to have – people like yourself come on and it's not about me on this show. Like if I'm able to provide a a venue for you to tell your story or for someone to come in and talk about their business or just something, my goal is to entertain or to educate. Mm. Right. So that's what the hope is. So hopefully, uh, hopefully anyone listening today was, was one of those two things or preferably both is always nice to have. Thanks for being on Chris. I appreciate everyone for listening to us today. You know, be sure to like and follow the show on whatever whatever method you're listening on, whether it's Spotify, Apple, you know, pick one and um, all right, stay casual.